Podcast. Yeah, we back. Levels, the levels, the levels. Level. How does it sound? How does it sound? Le- yeah, we straight. All straight. Right. We good. Nah, Let's nah, go. Yeah. No, no longer sitting back. Hiding my, <laughs> hiding my gut, my beer belly. Oh, y'all worried? Listen, hey, we up in here. He ain't gonna catch me leaning back no more. I ain't used to this. Lean back. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, children of all ages, man, woman, child, or beast, we are back for another episode. And as you can see, we are still on the couch. Another episode of Don't Sleep on the Couch podcast. To my right, Jack P. Oh, to my left, Mr. Prez, still in the building. And the man in the middle, Hadrico. You know what it be, man. Gentlemen, big week, a lot of good things going on. We got a lot of places we could start. We got a lot of places we should start. But prayers, since you the prayers, when you, most, you make presidential decisions, <laughs> that's where we are going to start. We're going to start with you those. You called us here today for something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I called y'all here for that. But first, let's start off with that football. Because I don't know if y'all still hype about them football games. Kansas City, Tennessee. You know, I really thought Tennessee had a chance to go in there and upset them. But it seems like the Kansas City Chiefs offense can score at will. And Patrick Mahomes, that's a bad young man. That he is. I've been telling y'all that all year. I told you. Would they go down, what, 10-0 to the Titans? They went down 10-0. So combined between the last two weeks, they've been down 31-0. and he 34. 34-0. Never out. And, been, and dug out both of them. When you got just like athletes like they got on the field, you got a Tyreek Hill, you got a uh, Hardman, you got like all these type of cats. Kelsey. Like, yeah, Kelsey. Like you're going to constantly dig yourself out of the hole if you could just get that one good play. And that's all they need, that one good play. They're going to swing momentum, especially at home. Is it especially safe to say that the, the Tennessee Titans are a well-coached football team? Oh, oh yeah, oh. because they shouldn't have even been in that game. Is it safe to say that Travis Kelsey is a very, very good tight end? Yes. Top two. Excellent. Top two. So as I sat in my home, in my home here in Dorsheland, Germany. My home. On third and two, excuse me, on fourth and two, a very pivotal fourth and two in the game. Oh, yeah. And Kansas City decided to go for it. Before the ball got snapped, you know what I said? Find Travis Kelsey. The, Take the a one guess. way he was shrieking over the middle? No, no, no. No, no, no. That was that simple little dump. Simple little dump. Yeah. Guess who they threw the ball to? Kelsey. Guess who converted the first fourth down? Kelsey. And guess who they did not cover? Kelsey. How? How does this happen, Tennessee? It, Mar- it looked to me like, for the, not for the first time all year, but it looked like they actually had a better running game yesterday. You know what I'm saying? So they were the threat of the run to me. They, they sucked them in. I don't know how he was that uncovered, but they were running the ball well enough for them to have to honor both. So that's how it looked like. But he's still supposed to be double. I, I mean, think what ended up happening, I think you made a great point. I think what Kansas City did yesterday that you don't typically see them do was they showed you they can beat you in a multitude in the faceted ways. Dan Williams ran the ball extremely well. They actually outrushed Tennessee, which nobody would have predicted they were going to outrush yeah. Tennessee. No, not then, at all. Not with the 20, what, 25th ranked defense? No, yeah. not at all. And then Patrick Mahomes apparently can't be tackled. I thought I was playing Madden and he had the elusive ability because he couldn't be tackled. He actually runs along. That, that, one, that one long run. run was, it was so, it was so awesome, but so like he didn't get tackled. Like it was so slow motion. I, I, with I it. blame like, that little portion. Though. I was like, when I'm watching that, I was like, this the NFL rules. 
players are scared to hit quarterbacks because you're scared of the penalties. You're I agree get. with you. Because it was a point in time that I was like, he could have got rocked. Lay, my fault. Yeah. I know that's going to re- re- go bad. But just lay him out on that side. You mean like, like you mean like the way Sorensen hit Ryan Tannehill yeah. when he tried to run? Yeah. yeah. Just lay him out on the sideline. He won't run no more. But he he did a little move, get back in, yeah, ran another tap, look. Tap, tap. Yeah, it, it didn't look. It, it looked almost weird to me. Like, yo, why why is that anybody really hitting this man? And then he just got out of it, and like they arm tackled him towards the end. So that was the defense. They scared to the hit end. quarterback. They yeah, scared to hit quarterback. Think, I definitely think that plays a part of it. But then at the same time, what made it difficult is they trying to man the man against against a team that is very difficult to run the zone against. Because if you let Tyreek Hill get behind you. And believe it or not, the weapon that people don't give enough credit to, other than special teams, is the boy Hardman. Marco, Marco, what is it? Marco Nico Hardman. Hardman. That's, Hardman. Your, that's uh, down there in Georgia, Listen, coming out man, of Georgia. That boy, he got speed. Tyreek Hill, Tyreek Hill got crackhead speed. No, it ain't, that ain't even fast enough. <laughs> Tyreek Hill got underground railroad speed. You hear yeah. me? I'm talking about that boy running. When you got those type two on the other side, and then we keep forgetting like Sammy Watkins was just was not a great wide receiver. I believe this was his second touchdown all year. Uh, he just showed and he still, and he still, you still have that guy on your team, like as if he was just a bum. You know so, what I mean? That's what most people think. But it's with all those weapons, Tennessee did a very good job of trying to stay in the game. Ryan Tannehill actually played a decent game. But Chris Henry just couldn't get off like Chris Henry had been getting off because the Chiefs made a Chris Henry. dedicated Derrick Derrick Henry. Chris, you know, it's Henry King Henry. They made <laughs> yeah, a you gotta give that man effort. his props. Boy. Yeah. He yeah. Even had thirteen hundred yards in the last eleven two games. games. <laughs> no, two, about two games. Um, he, they made a dedicated effort to slow him down, and he still had a decent game. He just didn't have the game that he once was having. Yeah, and then you know, not not for nothing. Tannehill had a great year, so this isn't for me to shit on him, but. You know, in those moments, Tannehill was Tannehill. He wasn't great. He wasn't bad. He was just Tannehill. Yeah. So, you know, when a guy like Henry doesn't run for 180, 90, 200 yards, then you got to show something. You know what I'm saying? You got to do something. And, you know, they didn't have the big plays that they had in their previous two playoff games. So, but, I mean, shout out to him. He won that, he won that starting role for Mariota, and I don't think it's going back. No, I definitely think they're going to lock him up for the future. So, let's not forget, too, Kansas City's supposed to have Kareem Hunt. Like, True. just imagine that team still out there. Wow. And they still, you know who else they still got on the bench? He old, but, you know, I thought he was going to do some things, but he got phased out. Uh, LaShawn McCoy. Uh, Shady. Yeah. yeah. So I think Shady don't turn in. He, Shady's like, Shady, we're going to talk about it later. It's just, it's, it's, the it's game has passed him. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's, he's such an afterthought. That's how loaded they are. Like, he's an afterthought. That you forget that Shady's in the game. Just like Shady, we're going to talk about it later. You throw him in when you. I mean, I don't even think he, he touched the field yesterday, to be honest. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. He you ran know, out of pregame. Once. Y'all know what I've been liking about these playoffs so far, though? Talk to me. Like, these quarterbacks. We're getting that new elite in. That old guard is gone. Yeah, we that's getting why I said it feels, good. it feels good to watch football on Sundays now because those and Saturdays because the kids from Saturday are translating to the NFL way quicker than they ever did. Remember when sitting on the bench and, mm-hmm. and having to watch after the starter? No, no. These guys are getting in and within a year or two, Watson, uh, you, you got Mahomes, Lamar. Lamar. Who else uh, is a pretty young? I mean, even Tannehill is pretty young. Yeah, still. Career. Jameis Winston. Jameis Winston. 30 not for 30. In the playoffs. 30 for 30. Uh, but I mean, he's going to get his touchdowns. Oh, yeah, we're going to shout him out for his fame, man. Still 30, bro, 30, 30 for 30. 30. Yeah, he, he, give him his respect. He's going to get his own uh, ESPN show. Never give he's up. He's going to get an Emmy, too. <laughs> 
something we ain't never seen before. Carson, oh, Carson was hurt again. My but he made the playoffs, though. Yeah. But uh, he got hurt. But yeah, all these young quarterbacks, and it's a, it's a, it's a big change of the guard. All the gone are the old ones, you know, and the ones that, like, you still think sticking around. They're getting put out of these series. Speaking quick, of changing of the guard. Quick. Aaron Rodgers yesterday looked pedestrian. But you uh-huh. got to give him his credit, though. Like, he, whatever he said, whatever was said at halftime, they came back and made it manageable. Like, they, they had a few plays where if they would have converted, or the defense, rather. Like, his defense let him down to me. Huh, how many think? scores was they up at halftime? Listen, I, I started to fade in and out when I saw They was like 27 zip. So that defense changed a little bit, right? Yeah. It can get a little bit more... Uh, Conducive to uh, for a pocket passer, like pocket passer can kind of succeed in that, right? I can understand. That's that. the only reason for that comeback. If they were still putting the the foot on the on his throat, like isn't this not going to happen? He's the game is changing totally different. So you need you that mobile type do? quarterback. Fold? You so, need somebody that's a little bit more elusive. Uh, yes, Aaron Rodgers still got some, but he ain't it no more. He's not it, and that's what that game showed me. I won't say that he's not it. I will say that some things kind of changed for him a little bit. Um, the game, Jimmy Garoppolo is the point. Did he throw more than 10 passes? No, but yo, that's the thing. Like, he was at six at halftime. And, but they run game, I mean, Mozart. I don't know, I don't was, know who he is. And he's I, been there. He's actually been doing listen, well this year. Listen, forgive me because I didn't play fantasy this year. So I don't, I'm not up on the lesser known guys, uh, running backs. But I was like, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> like, Mr. Three Touchdown with four. three, four. It was oh, four. Yeah, four and, what, did he have 200 when he sat down? Yeah, like, 226 or 223. Come on, bro. What, what is he running? Henry, Mozart. What did he do? Mo- I'm going to call him Mozart. Because <laughs> he was a, out there making sweet, sweet music. <laughs> work of art. Work of art. <laughs> Bravo to you. Cheers to, to the homies, uh, 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 Tate and, and, and Marty, uh, you know, and, and who else? Kenny, Kenny, a 49ers fan. Like, shout out to JD y'all. is a 49 fan. Yeah. Shout out to y'all, man. Y'all. Can, can, we, can we take a moment and, like, really look at this a little bit? They was four and twelve last year. That team that's in the Super Bowl now was four and twelve. Drafting number two or three, number two, two overall, two overall. They was drafting. They was back and forth with the Raiders, right? There was two and three, yeah. So yeah, that was. But you know what's funny? You know when I saw that when you, when in the notes that you typed in, I thought like, okay, what's the biggest change? And you know what it is? They're healthy this year. Yeah. You know, Jimmy G That's went the down difference. early. Yeah, that's the difference. Um, a lot of people went down for injuries and things of that nature. And this year, they're finally healthy. So what was they the year before that? They were hurt. They didn't have this. That was six and ten. Like, like this thing. I only say this because I'm mad at my Raiders. What the hell y'all doing? How can this team go from four and twelve to to in the playoffs to in the Super Bowl, and we can't even just make a a decent playoff run? To Come use Hud's college word, it's a multitude of things. There you go. Uh, there you go. Give it to it's them. coaching, number mm. one. Word. Number one is coaching. Preach. Have, you know what I'm saying? They have a more innovative coach than you. Your, your coach is a little bit, he's good as far as a motivator, but he may be a little bit behind the times in terms of Yeah, he still, he still tells people to knock if you're with me. So what, what are you saying? Like offensively on both of these teams? No, I mean, offensively, yeah, they're light years ahead of y'all. Oh, on both uh, of them? Well, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I won't say they're light years ahead offensively. Um, the Raiders offensively did a good thing. Let me tell you something else for San Francisco. And when they kept like doing this. I run game and their tight end. When they, they kept doing this, I kept saying, what are they doing? But this is years and years of in the making. You're just seeing it right now. That defensive line, let's go back. Buckner, first-round pick. Mm-hmm. Armstead, first-round pick. Solomon Thomas, first-round pick. Bosa, first-round pick. 
D Ford from Kansas City. I mean, nice trade. I mean, just then you got Quan Alexander from they got from Tampa Bay. I mean, Warner was a second round pick. These kids are growing up, and now they're reaping the benefits. Right. They, they made, have a front four that can intimidate just about any offensive line. Right. That they they made the, they they made the right picks during their shitty moments of John Lynch. Not winning. To me, John Lynch has got to be in consideration for GM of the year. Oh, he is GM of the year, hands down. Don't debate. Did y'all notice uh, the two offense coordinators? Like, ain't get picked up for no jobs or being saved for no job. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and they uh, run the Chiefs <laughs> offense for years. But what I mean, do you, are you surprised though? Like, I'm not surprised, but like, well, but the I wide receiver coach I am surprised. I am surprised, and I'm and upset because of, yeah, because that special teams wide receiver is former coach. head coach is offensive coordinator for the Giants. You know what I'm saying? Like shit like that. Is where like I'm not really surprised and I'm not really offended I'm upset. because there's no way you can make a rich white billionaire hire a black man to be a coach so or any other minority. So as soon as we get that through our head and understand that there's never gonna be a fair practice, the Rooney rule is bullshit and it's enforced, but it's like we're gonna parade this guy in and he's gonna parade him in and the exit is right there. You know what I mean? Thank you, come again. Yeah. <laughs> I, did, I did my due diligence. Like it's, it's, as soon as you realize that, it, I mean, it is what it is. It's unfortunate to say it, but that's just the reality for me. You know, it's a definite, that's a, that's, that's a topic that I think we can definitely discuss in a further and future pause, but Pro Bowl's coming up next week. Do you have any interest in watching? Huh? What's that? Exactly. No. When does the XFL start? So let's get to the real question. <laughs> San Francisco, Kansas City, Super Bowl. You got a great defense versus a great offense. You got a... You know, you can say Kansas City defense is horrible, but they played really well yesterday. Yeah, against San Francisco offense, who's going to be. You know, I'm you just. Know who I, I think it's going to be a shootout, and I'm happy about that. Me too. That's what that's what the fans want to see. The fans yeah. want to see big points. I don't think it's going to be a shootout. I think it's going to be a blowout. You you think so? Blowout. Wow. Then I, if it's going to be a blowout, I think uh, San Francisco Can't, definitely win that because uh, I, I just don't. Kansas City wins. If it's a blow, if it's a blowout, I trust. Mahomes way more than Garoppolo. And his, but what his, about who's that coach? Huh? You know him well, Andy Reid. Mm. Andy oh, Reid, hey, listen, Andy, Andy Reid's a good coach. Listen, oh, great coach. No, but he he always he always fails in the big spotlight. But you know one thing he didn't have at this time, <coughs> he didn't have Mahomes, a guy that can erase thirty four zero. You know what I'm saying? He didn't have that ever. I don't care. If, I, you can call McNabb, Foles. Uh, he didn't coach Wentz. <laughs> but like what I'm saying is, this kid is that. Damn good that he can erase Andy Reid's mistakes. Huge leads. Huge deficits. But here's, 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 here's where I think, if y'all haven't noticed, even a few passes that Garoppolo's thrown, he's been throwing a lot to the other team. They just haven't caught it. <laughs> that may be the difference in the game because Mahomes doesn't turn it over a whole uh, lot. But I think Garoppolo's... Huh? He'll he throw him too. He'll throw him too. If he get deep enough, he's going to take, he, he take chances. And he'll, he'll throw them deep, too. Um, I don't really recall that. Yeah, I, I think uh, Garoppolo those, may be Y'all, y'all forgetting the games when Tyreek Hill was out. He, he was throwing. Yeah, okay. but Tyreek Hill's in Tariq now. Hill's in. Yeah, yeah, he's in now. He can go he's get it. In. He can go get that ball. He's but in. before that, and he man, took, he took chances. Can anyone of y'all sit here and say, first off, and okay, let's, let's, let, we got to get into this. There was, there was some Twitter shade thrown by Darrell Revis to Richard Sherman saying it's kind of whack. If you were trying to be the best corner, the number one shutdown, why don't you travel with the number one receiver instead of sticking on one he side? He did that yesterday. Actually, he, and he, no, he really didn't. 
He did. He did travel early on in no, the game. No, he, he never traveled. He never tra- he he didn't travel. He didn't travel yesterday. No. They made a big deal of it, huh? Listen, of him traveling. Listen, he really don't travel because Devontae Adams was toasting him all night long. I'm not saying he, he does it all the time. So, I said, but yesterday I he said did. that to say this. Anyone of y'all think that Rich Sherman got any chance of sticking with Tyreek Hill? Oh, no. Not at all. No. Not, not at No. Not, not staying in that zone. <laughs> not at all. Cover three, and he's going to get destroyed. I hope, I hope he doesn't follow him. I hope they don't switch it up. Just let it be what it's going to be. It's still a team sport, too. So if, he, if he's doing his part and it goes around, I don't care if like, you get beat type. Like, did they win the game? Is he still winning? But That's your story. They don't throw to his side. Like He, he is a shutdown corner. Like, just because he plays in that system and he plays it well, like, people can be system players. Like That's why they go to a certain team to excel at a certain point. Like I, don't, I never understand what's how that's a down, downing mm-hmm. somebody saying you're a system quarterback. Well, hate is real and it comes from many different angles. So, let's go real quick. Who you got coming going? Kansas City, 49ers. Cash. My early prediction that may be subject to change, uh, I'm going with my homie. My homie. I hope that they win, but my, like, if I'm going, 49ers going to get this. They, they the, just got too much talent. They got they got the more complete team. Yeah. If if I'm if I'm honest, top to bottom, but I still think that their more complete team isn't going to be able to overcome that one special player in my homie. And that's that's where that's why I'm going with Kansas City. The quarterback is just is, is the quarterback play from him is just too lopsided what he's able to do. And I do think I agree with you. San Francisco does have a better team, but there's no lead San Francisco can put up that's safe. And when hmm. you can't be safe, and I don't think San Fran can score at the clip that Kansas City can. Kansas City can go four possessions and go touchdowns and all four. Remember, we all fell in this trap not two weeks ago, talking about Baltimore. Yeah. Same talk. The difference was for Baltimore to, to show out, Lamar needed to do a couple things. He needed to be able to run, and he needed to be able to pass, which, named, which, to be honest, he actually did. And not turn it you over. You named that defensive line on San Francisco. And as we know, when it comes down to a high-power offense versus a defense, which one going to win? It, typi- uh, it typically kind of evens uh, out. It kind of <laughs> evens out. It may not be a 30-point game, but it's going to be possibly high 20s. Like, good offense always trumps great defense. Hmm? What, what's what's what? your score? Well, I won't say that. What's, what's your score? Not always. Always is an absolute. But what's your score? Uh, like it's gonna be a shootout. Like either way it goes, both of them gonna put up points. So I like I I don't I don't know. It's gonna be a high scoring game. I got 35-31. Kansas City. I got 35-17, Kansas City. Ooh. Oh. Cool. Okay. A, Good. Okay. Uh, Disrespectful. Uh with that said. <laughs> Let's just leave that. That's a drop the I'm mic. I'm leaning into my prediction. That's a drop the mic moment. Put your put your, put your score out there on, on wax. No, I ain't got nothing. Ain't got no I ain't got nothing. Nope. Uh, oh, that's right. whack. Yeah, exactly. Yo, this is Cash from Don't Sleep on the Couch Podcast. I know you're asking yourself, how can I support the podcast grow? Don't worry. I got you covered. Step one, subscribe to our YouTube page by searching Don't Sleep on the Couch Podcast or DSC Podcast. When you get there, view some of our videos. Hit that like button and take it a step further and comment on the content. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. DSC underscore podcast. Follow us for all updates. Back to the show. Let's, let's bring it back to why we really came here. Uh, top of the year. Okay. Started off slow. Started off kind of real slow. 
And then we just get the surprise here on Friday. Any of y'all check new music that came out? It was a lot. It was a lot of new music that came out on Friday. Um, I'm still digesting a lot of it. Um, but I mean, a lot of singles, a lot of R- a lot of good R&B, a lot of good hip hop. And most importantly, uh, you know, two. You dancing around it. Eminem. Hey, I'm trying to lead up to it, man. Eminem I'm trying to lead dropped. up to it. <laughs> you dancing around it. M dropped out of nowhere. So here we go. It's uh, our way too early breakdown of Eminem's. <laughs> Music to be murdered by. Franks. What is it? What is, what is it? It's, it's, it's music to be murdered by. <coughs> yeah, music to be murdered by. And I do, you know what's funny? I think that's a very appropriate title. Because it was killing my eardrums. <laughs> Let's talk about it. Huh? You started off, man. You started off since you are the music aficionado. Yeah, thank you. The, you know, the one, the true one. So basically, you know, first off, let me start by saying, uh, these people forced me to listen to music that I probably would never listen to. Um, you never listened to him before, though? You don't like it. My name is. You never yeah, listened listen to, to Marshall Mathers LP. Yeah, I listened to him before. But first off, I didn't even know he had an album until y'all told me. Okay, number one. So when y'all told me, I said, okay, let me put this in rotation. Um, overall, if I'm giving this um, a little deal on my little deal rating scale, it get like one and a half little deals. Just ooh. one and a half little deals. One and a half little deals. Um, let me tell you why. I felt like Eminem was trying so hard to let everybody know he still raps instead of doing what he did, doing what he does. Some of the songs where he's trying to go fast, I don't know what the hell you're saying. Like, it's just too much. So you can't keep up, so it's, 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 it's trash. It's just too much. Um, right. Now, he did have one or two songs that I did like, and one of the reasons why I did like him, because it was, it was different than what he normally does or the angle that he does. I think the, one of the songs was In Too Deep. That's just not a typical Eminem song, because usually when you talk about a relationship with him and somebody getting murdered or in the trunk of a car, going off a bridge. Some absurd shit. Yeah, some absurd shit. To. But it was actually some real life type of situation going on now. So I thought I liked that song. I had a lot of promise for the Godzilla track. And, you know, Juice World was on it. You know, shout out to Juice Just World. Just give you overall, because we're going to go down he this gave it song one and by song. Little deals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cash, let's get your list hey, overall thought. Cause we're gonna go song me, by me, song. Me, Cause we're gonna go, break this let down. Let me go back. The, the level of disrespect. I'm giving y'all. A <laughs> well, I don't want you to get too far ahead. I'm gonna retrace. Once y'all get into it, I ain't got nothing else to say. That what, I mean, we gotta keep you. In, we gotta keep you go engaged. Ahead. We gotta keep go you ahead. engaged. So we don't want you to blow your wad here. Go ahead. Yeah. All right. So the rating scale is uh on little deals. <laughs> so for y'all that don't know, little deals is uh kind of like the Source Awards five mics. So uh if you listen closely and he's trying to stop it. Mr. Perez says Lil Deal after everything. That's like his soul, his ums, and ands. Uh, so we, we delivered a, or made up a system called Lil Deal. So that's where Hug gets his one and a half Lil Deals from. All right, Perez, back to you. Hey, so on this album, I felt like M is finally back. When it, when it start playing this song, like, hey, this is, this is a focus. This is a, a uh, angry butt focus, Eminem. And this is like, I haven't really heard this since Marshall Matters, the first Marshall Matters LP. That's the last time I felt like we got rhyming like this from I disagree. Him. I think the one with uh, No Love and Lil Wayne back in like 2010, 2011. You get no love. No See, he, like he's constantly been doing those revival, like uh, what was it? Was, was, was it relapse? All those yeah. where he's been doing the funny voices, the funny voices talking to, about to, nine, um, killing early two thousand, making it too folks. much about beef. Like he he's hasn't been focused as a lyricist. Like, and I felt like this was him back 
on it lyrically. Like, I ain't gonna sit here and focus on all that. I'm and gonna, I'm just gonna display. Yeah, I'm just gonna put on display why I'm one of the greats. And I, I think that's what came across big time on this. You know? Do you think he was over rapping on certain instances and where, like, all right, so I, I'm, I'm kind of gonna jump to the Dreamville thing and then jump right back. Okay, but go I'm ahead. I'm only gonna use it because it came out as well. That Dreamville director's cut is a whole nother album, dope, by the way. But we're not, we're not talking about Star that. Star said, like, track 17. It's yeah. Crazy. Um, the song, song making versus rapping my ass off. I think that balance he has to, to figure out in the future because sometimes t- towards the tail end of songs or in the random spots in songs, yes. and I'm listening. Sorry, I'm listening because I am a lyricist listener first. Sometimes he's saying shit. Sometimes he's not. More often, that, that makes me tune him out. Even though I love lyrics, sometimes you're not saying nothing when you're rapping that fast. Yeah. Sort of like Twister. Um, so sometimes some of them beats was even riding. Like yeah. uh, Dr. I looked up Dr. Dre was on all over this album. Uh, Royce the 5'9", uh, produ- production-wise, was all over this album. I don't know if you noticed that as well. Alchemist. Uh, and he had a few young, young guns. I, I don't know if he had Tay Keith on there. It's another young gun. Some, something, something, something. I think I forget who this guy is, but I, I wouldn't know if I looked at the song. But anyway, what I'm saying is he mixed uh, a little bit of new and old, but I think he still needs to just dial it back a little bit and, and just make the song better versus over rapping on it. And some of them songs would have been great, um, in my opinion, versus just, okay, these are joints I'll, I'll return to. But I, I, I got a whole list of things. Um, yeah, and I want to break it down song by song because I feel like this album really deserves that. Uh, and then I want to be I want to be nerdy about it. <laughs> Ain't really nothing else came out. We didn't win a couple of weeks without music, so I I really went delved deep into this album and want to speak on it a little bit more. Do your thing. So if we start off with the first song, Premonition. Oh, he back. Yeah, yeah. That, that was that's where I was. Man, I was like, oh shit. Man, he was totally setting the whole vibe of this whole album that's coming across. And uh, he was just, he's just going to let you know he'll kill it. Like, he'll kill it with it. Uh, why don't we give him some, some, uh... So before y'all go into it, uh, am I going to be able to speak on this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay, because yeah. I listen, okay? So go try ahead, not finna do Just treat me. Yeah. And it me. This is, uh... So I guess this is what it is, huh? Premonition. We'll get your reaction. I think it's obvious. Uh, after, uh, we ain't never going to see eye to eye. No, I sound like a spitter, 90% of these hypocrites are trying to get rid of, but why would I get a chip on my shoulder? I was considered one time as the illest, bitch, I'm still as fly as a zipper. True, I just get richer, but if it was ever all about thriller, then I would have quit her. Next point, like you, you hit that dead on. When he's saying like, I'm either like tech nine jigger, you know. He's saying, like, he's in this for the long haul. He in this for the art form. He ain't doing this just because you coming out here at him or you, you worried about where he falls in. He loves to rap, you know? So he's getting back to that, what he loves about it, versus, like, getting dragged to a beef or doing all this other little stuff. He's having fun with it again, and he's going to continue to be at the top because he got love for it versus uh, you thinking that you got to get paid off this. And that's all we ever, all we ever wanted from him. But uh, you had something to say in regards to um, to this same to this same track. Honestly, I just felt like this was him just saying, just in case y'all forgot, I'm still Eminem and I still can do this. Yeah, like this is what I do. Like this isn't some of you guys. Y'all doing this for a fad. Y'all doing this for you know because it's the thing to do. But not only have I been doing this, when he gives a comparison, he gets some of the drops and some of the lines he does in this intro. To me, this intro is better than some of the actual songs on the, on the album. 
because he was just kind of giving a reminder that, yo, I'm Eminem. I've been doing this for a while. The, the names that you think of, I'm, I'm in this category. I'm these in people. that stratosphere. Yeah, so he's, please don't forget who I am. He, he specifically said, like, that he's a GOAT. That he is the GOAT on that. And I, I like some, I like for somebody to come out and just stake that claim. And you, it's up to you to debate and sit there and try yeah, to figure out why. Co- get on your cocky shit like, yeah. like, like Jay does uh, from time to time, like Kanye does mm-hmm. from time to time, like Nas does. Like, they say that shit. Yeah. Own it. Ain't ducking it. <laughs> Own it. Yeah, I fuck, I, with, I I fuck with it. But, uh, you know, as, as I kind of went a little forward on the album, so what, what's, what's you guys' best way that you listen to an album to where you absorb it, like, the best? Like, do you listen to it on, you know, at, at home, headphones, to yourself doing other things, or around the house, cleaning up, on a road trip? So to me, I got to listen to it in the car. Yeah. And that's what I'm probably most focused on. I got something going on. If I'm going to listen to it to the house, if I'm cleaning, I'll listen to it. Other than that, I'm probably sidetracked. And then... First thing that comes to me is I want to hear, you know, like the typical non-huge music fan. I need to hear the beat. I need to hear if the beat catches me what's going on. Now I'm look at the title and see who's on the track with you. Then once I hear it and see how it's going, then your first verse is going to determine everything for me. Because if you catch me in the beginning, I give, you, I give you a little bit more of my attention. But if you start off whack, if you start off with a horrible hook, you may have the best verse in the world of verse three I never hear. Right. So like, like you said, Prez, this is setting the tone. I like to listen to it in the car as well. And then that'll kind of give me what I'm what I'm going to revisit. You know what I mean? So I, I break it down into three layers, things I'm not going to listen to again. But I'm not listening for that. Like if it's an artist like Eminem, I'm, I'm hoping to like yeah. the entire album. But obviously, you know, it's going to be joints where you're just not going to revisit. Not going to feel. I mean, like subject matter just ain't going to touch you the same as you. Yeah, this is I mean, this is my this is my not for me category. Yeah. This is me not saying it's trash. It's just yeah, not, not for me. me. Yeah, I got some stuff on there <laughs> like that that I'm going to speak on. So then, I like got, that. then I got the other category where I'm going to let it ride. It'll grow on me. It's got potential. It just ain't grabbed me uh, off, off the rip. But the artist like Eminem with lyrics, you kind of got to revisit this and, and see where it's at. And then also, you know, first and foremost, then you got the ones that are the highlights, the, the standouts or whatever. So he had that. And I, I probably say out of all what he got maybe 18 songs on it no 17 16 songs yeah with, with a couple interludes interludes so 16 let's say 16 songs yeah out of those 16 i like i like 10 like i legit would take off four and keep 10 you know what i mean i think that's a good average even yeah. even even for him at this point in his career like you gotta understand this man is damn near 50 bro and still getting and it still getting it still getting it, still ripping still ripping tracks so and, and for me, the way I like to listen is going to be a little bit in the car, but most of the time it's going to be like when I'm actually like at home, got the headphones on or walking around somewhere. Uh, I like to listen like when I read and stuff sometimes too. I mean, sometimes music don't, don't work that way on it. So, but I would say when I'm taking a walk or on a ride to work or something like that. So what's your biggest takeaway from this album in regards to uh, Eminem, his, uh, you know, stature in the game and, and kind of what you see going forward? So I will say like off Relapse, off Kamikaze, all that, like he had a couple nice singles on that, but I didn't really feel it overall. I felt like he was doing the Kanye thing to me, sliding backwards, you know, like he just putting out too much and he ain't focusing on what he need to, uh, to keep his name elevated. Like he'll, he'll go out there, he'll kill the beef, but like the rest of the album just seemed not just really like he was making irrelevant. a poppy. Like I think, like, like I said again, man, I think this production 
brought him back to like i ain't, i haven't heard him on on his storyteller shit like he was on darkness yeah oh and, um, uh and, man um, like i said i want to go track by track we're gonna make it to it so let's go to the next one unaccompanied uh, uh so, un- un- unaccommodating yeah so young young ma came on and i was like okay i'm not i'm not mad i'm not mad at it i was i'm not mad at young ma i'm like if you on the track with uh with M, he told you already he only get one shot. <laughs> but don't yo, miss your chance to blow. You know if M is on the track, you gotta kill it. But her. You gotta kill 98% it. 98% of these rappers. I know they can't do it. Can't do it. So why would you even attempt? So why do you and then it seemed like she was like her, her She's flow not was a different down. vibe. Different I know vibe. she didn't turn it down, but Who's she came back like with a laid back. Who's gonna turn it down? I think it was just to switch up the vibe. Yeah. I think it was just a vibe so switch. That's this is this is what like I got on there and young MA, she was like kind of laid back a slow she was almost like talking not rapping type of vibe on it and it was just like kind of taking me away that's first like verse on here and i'm like man if this setting the tone and i didn't like really like she wasn't on the beat she wasn't yeah, riding for, the beat for me it was more like more slick talk type swag yeah. shit it wasn't really for her to be i think she went into it like look i'm not about to be on here because that's not even how she raps if mm-hmm. you actually listen to her like so i'm just gonna do me and i'm gonna come in and kill it I got on the Eminem album. I could put that on my mantle. I'm in the Hall of Fame. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm saying? I think that was it. So I wasn't mad at it. I wasn't going into it with trying to be impressed with her. Either. But that's your chance. This is your chance. Like, you on a track with M. You need, like, you got to elevate. If anybody going to listen at you, it's going to be off this right here. And that can, that can be the track that boosts your uh, audience, you know? Like, you got to find a way to kill it. And on this one, after, after she got off of it, M came on there and killed it with like three different speeds of that same song and riding the beat every time, just showing up three different ways in the same track with just but one think, person. But I think if she tries to go to that being her, it ruins the song even more because it's going to be so left, left field of who she is and how she raps that it's going to make it the song worse. I think where M made a mistake was as the overall artist, knowing that's her delivery, he shouldn't have went that level. I think if you bring in somebody on the made a on the track, you should have made a song that yeah. matches to her style. This is mm-hmm. what, to me, what hurts the song more than what helps the song. I feel like he had a line up in there that was directly directed at her for being on the track with him. Well, I mean, most, some <laughs> said, do that. He said, he said, that's why they call me Kamikaze, just plain suicide. You killed yourself like, by being on this track. Like, well, you, you knew nobody wasn't going to remember you. But yeah, <laughs> artists like him like and uh, other lyricists, they... they unabashed oh, I can't even say the word they are unapologetic about doing that come in on the song and I'm coming out shine you hope you do the same and that that's what it is but moving on to you gonna learn you gonna learn with Royce, Royce. yeah Royce man Royce you know these work. Royce and M collabs you gotta love yeah and I feel then, like this is actually probably one of the better collabs on the, on yeah. the, on the um, album yeah so um, this I thought, is I thought they did a really good job with it. I thought Royce kind of heralded his own but that's I think when he tried to do what he did I felt Royce can hold it Royce is lyrical enough to where he can hold his own and match wit for wit. Not necessarily saying he's on the same level on him, but at the same time, there was not a lyrical deficiency like it was with the MA track. So I felt like this track was a better track for a feature. I still just wasn't really feeling the concept. Right. I'm a Royce fan, so I'm a little biased. I would say Royce got him on there if I'm, if I'm judging. Oh, yeah. That last line of his uh, verse where he said... Uh uh, segregation is being told where I'm gonna go. Separation is being woke and going wherever I want to go. Yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, like that's the type of time Bars. he on. That's the Bars. type of time he on right now, man. So moving on, those kind of nights with uh, Ed Sheeran. No, I'm immediately. This yeah. this was like I, I I take these tracks for what it is. This was radio play. It's gonna play good on radio. It wasn't for me. That's what radio. What radio? What, what, what it's gonna be? I guarantee you're gonna hear this. Like I guarantee this is gonna get radio play. back. It maybe if this was the early 2000s. I guarantee it form, is. Former leg. Let's make this. Let's make this. I, I don't even think this makes radio. Okay, we'll see. It's that bad. Yeah. In uh, <laughs> too deep. Mm, this is yeah, that my, one. I'm gonna skip this one. Yeah. It's, yeah. With me, it was like it's all right, but still flows. No, not actually, my favorite track. No, I actually thought it was a good song. The hook could have been a little bit better, but it just wasn't a typical Eminem song. Yeah, it didn't I grab feel like me. this wasn't a typical song that he does. So therefore, I felt like it had a little more credibility. Whereas the other songs, I felt like he was trying too hard to do things and show so much lyrical power. But if you actually listen, slow it down. Like yeah, you, like we've yeah. been saying, slow it down. If you down. actually listen to the words of this song, of what he, what he's actually saying. And he asked him, he asked him, he had one line on there, I'm, I'm, could be quoting this wrong. He says, I don't know if I'm cheating on her or eating out on you. Like, <laughs> that, that, so I thought he actually had some good wordplay when he actually just, he just sat down and rapped. So usually when Eminem talking about any type of relationship song, it's some dark, she's in the trunk of my car and I'm driving off the bridge. Shit, shit we shit. can't relate to. Yeah, some shit yeah. you can't relate to, but there's some stuff that other people could possibly relate to. Saying, hey, I'm, she's sneaking out at 3 a.m., thought he was fast asleep as he gets out of the bed to say, where you going? You know what I mean? It's like, it's more realistic, real world type stuff. So I thought it was a good track. Um, the hook could still use some work. Um, but at this point, ain't no work to do because it's, yeah, it's yeah, exposing yeah. it's out. Godzilla with, featuring Juice World, Rest in Peace Juice World. Um, how, do you, <laughs> how do you feel about that? Because I actually was enjoying the track until Eminem did what he did again. No. So I like that little portion because if you get back, uh, we'll, we'll go to it. Juice World, I'm just going to tell you right now. Ain't nobody giving him no track and ain't saying, hey, let me do a verse or something. There's a verse. I, I'm a conspiracy theory. I think there's a verse out there, but you Juice World fans, your boy just wasn't good enough to be on the track with him. I guarantee he, he, yeah, rest in peace. Hey, with all due respect, your boy was trash. I guarantee is a verse out there. That did not make this because, like, you just doing the chorus. I think what Jaden did that yeah. to Jaden did that to. He's uh, a he's a sing songy like these new artists like like a Gunna like a. Uh, but this is two albums. Like no 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 no, it's not two. My fault. I'm Juice but Juice were on. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm just thinking, just like you had X X Extension did it with Wayne, and now you got Juice World that did it. Yeah, with, ain't, with, ain't, with ain't no need. Just just uh, let me get you on the hook. I like what you do on hook, so yeah. let me get you out there. Yeah, but I. I I'm a firm believer. It's a verse out there. Your boy just, it wasn't good enough. It wasn't focused. Or he was supposed to redo it and get back to it. It never came out. Uh, the ending, <laughs> man, this is him. Like, he know what people say and how he rhymes and stuff. Just him having fun with it and still putting out there, like, I can still do it and kill it still. Like, I can, I can still do that little way, but this ain't what this about. But he was still putting it out there. I mean, he did this off, this last album, he did the same thing too. No, no, no. On the uh, Logic. On the Logic album, he did something similar as well. So yeah, I don't listen to Logic no more. But with the comedian that make <laughs> with the comedian that made fun of him and stuff like that, that put it out there yeah, on the YouTube yeah. video, I know everybody saw that. Like this is all that was just him still having fun with it, still but still killing it. I never like, got to the last version when he started rapping fast and turned himself. Yeah, yeah, I kind of I tuned out. I, I don't gotta, know. I, gotta, I don't know what they end up. He could. I gotta said, be honest with Trevor you. Trevor Hudson, you get a billion dollars. Oh, I never heard it. But I never got it. 
So ne- next, what's the next song? Darkness. On here? Darkness. This is where this is I think best track. M, this is the best track. He's returning to that storytelling shit, which is I think what he should do more. <coughs> this is like more in the yeah, essence. Of darkness. Uh, this is like the essence of like Stan. Mm-hmm. Um, if you if you guys are super duper familiar with his discography, which I know you guys are, but we're gonna play a little bit of darkness right now for darkness. <laughs> I don't wanna be alone. We get I don't into the if I pop any caps, it better be off of vodka. Round after round after round, I'm getting loaded. <laughs> That's a lot of shots, huh? I don't wanna be alone in the darkness. Fuck the media, I'm going all out, this is war. Flies infinite, strapped like I'm a soldier. Got them hopping over walls and climbing fences. Some of them John Travolta, staying a lot by inches. Cops are knocking, oh fuck. Thought I blocked the entrance. Guess your time is over. No suicide note, just a note for target distance. So if y'all caught that, like what he's rhyming about is about the real world issues that's been going on. Just yeah. these uh, older white males coming out there and just like doing these random killing and school shootings school and just shooting. he's, he's rapping from the mind state of, of a killer. But like also he's softening you up in the beginning as far as what mm-hmm. they go through as far as in their in their homes or whatever, what they're thinking. And then also kind of just bringing it on home to just the how animalistic it is. You yeah. know what I mean? So I think that was a dope uh, song overall. You know and then I mean? like, and so, touching on their demons and his demons at the same time. Yeah. And what he came out with, like at the end though, it's like, he don't really have an answer. Nobody got an answer for these guys. And it, that's the part that's scary for me, man. It brings back to like a scary type movie where you got like Jason and Michael Myers. You know, like you, you don't watch those yeah, movies, yeah. right? Like, so it's, the psychiatrist or whoever up in there telling you, oh, this is his problem. That's that's his problem. But them dudes don't talk. This is people like who done like did all these killings don't have a suicide note. You don't know what in the world they did it for. You're making up stuff. And that, that's, that is scary in its own right. Like just, just those like watching those scary movies. Like you're, you don't really know why they doing it. That's what they say they doing it for. But yeah. that's like, that's just what you get out of it. But you can't fix those problems if you don't know what's wrong. If the person's not talking to you. So without a suicide note, we don't know what these people are going through. And we can't really address to fix the problem. And that's scary out there. And that's what the, I felt like this track was going at. So as far as the rest of this album, what are your, what are your standouts for the rest of the album? Because after this, after darkness, I'm, I'm, you know, I got one, one more standout in the rest of the joints. Okay. I'll, I'll bring So, uh, leaving having Skylar Gray, like the, he getting back with her great combo again, like another one I could see. Uh, it's a struggle song. Can be yeah, fit for the radio. I don't like all they, they, uh, their connections, but this one sounds a little bit different from yeah. the previous ones they've been doing. Uh, it's just because, I don't know, I just kind of, I think I heard enough of her, and I think he can find someone else at this point. But they, but make good, just, they make great music. They make good dude. music. Yeah. So then, Yaya, that was the one that... Uh, I didn't like I didn't like, I didn't that like the beat. beat. I hated the beat. I, I, I like the guys on the beat. Yeah. I just didn't like the beat for those guys. The beat was uh, overpowering. Like, it didn't let you hear the vocals clear. And I'm like, no, these are three guys I really want to hear the vocals clear to actually see, hear what they're saying. Like, 
you know, break it down. Yeah, but, it, but I got to focus too much yeah. to hear that. And that's, that's like, just takes like away from the be, song. I didn't like the hook. I didn't yeah. like a lot about the, the song, even with all of the, the legends on there, Royce, Black Thought, and Q-Tip. Yeah. Uh, Stepdad. I'm just be honest, these type of songs ain't for me. But yeah. I, I like the way that he tells a story and can make you, like, bring, bring you, you in into the world. story and actually have you feeling a certain type of way about it. So uh, Marsh had potential on uh, the next song on here, but he just didn't quite bring it home for me. What? Um, I think it was a good song. It's, it's on my return. I will play again, but it's just off the back. I mean, this is a quick reaction. We had it, what, so, two days? Yeah, this one right here, this will remind me most of that Marshall Matters LP. This is like M just playing with rhyme schemes. Practically, he, like, he practically break it down for you in that first verse, like how, how he's rhyming. And then uh, in the chorus, gives slightly snippets of like his musical back catalog. He tells you, hey, this is me. Like, so you, you've been claiming that I'm great. And this is why, because of these songs. He gives you that in the chorus a little bit. Uh, so, and he's saying you can go research. So, her, the one that you said you like is the next one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, think, I think you mentioned the verse, but I think it's on this one, Never Love Again, where he was talking about the breakup or whatever song. Yeah, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I only bring it up to say I don't like these songs from him. I don't like listen. I feel like okay. I feel like this really wasn't a good album for him. I feel like he put it out for all the wrong reasons. I don't I don't like love I don't like hearing about his love life at all because I cannot relate to it at all. Like you forty, you I'm damn near fifty. You still getting cheated on and so, all this other shit. There's there's these, <laughs> these uh childlike games are still going on in your relationship. So I guess we look at this at different points, like because uh, M, like these type of songs, I expect for somebody with a one or two albums because you're still talking about like before you came up in the struggle that you went through and you're like, hey, you had these girls not really feeling you. But now you got all this money and you still rhyming about stuff like these girls still cheating on you. Your money ain't made you happy. It's scary. Yeah. I don't know if I want to be an artist. That's what, if, if, if that what he's trying to do. <laughs> he, it definitely works. Like, I don't. Hey, that tell him the real life of this whole deal. Like you're going to get out there and you got you can actually do more self-destruction when you got that money. Because like all the pills and everything comes, uh, your people around you are fake. So it's, you can self-destruct and go in depression a lot sooner uh, if you had that money versus if you didn't. And I think that's what he's just basically like getting out. That's why I always like feel these songs, but so it's just like, I could definitely feel these on the first two albums, but right, right. like in these later albums, like how the hell you, st- I'm how like, you y'all still, like yeah, how, how you, you still, still having these having problems? All these issues. Bro, I, so like to close it out, uh, Rez, you got little engine, lock it up, farewell, no regrets. I will are the last few uh, songs on the album. Do you have anything else that stands out to you about those last few I named or so um, I mean I got the I will from from my standpoint that he I He had like a couple of verses like in the song, like we go back to that, uh Marsh, he say they say I'm such a genius, what when that kamikaze hit, Nani called me butterfingers cause I'm keep dropping shit. Like if that's the case, what's going on? Like you gonna keep dropping this? I appreciate these little gems every now and again. I know y'all saying y'all don't really feel them. Uh no, no, no. I'm saying I'm just pointing out the the different uh, types of songs that he decides to do um, versus like, like I don't think he needs the relationship song no more at all. I don't think he needs the fake club record with Ed Sharon at all. No, I just think he needs to make the music he wants to make and that let it be. You know what I mean? If it's 12 joints, I think he'd like a smear with artists. 
I think that's why he's doing those type of songs. He just want to like talk with Ed Shireen or something, get them over there, see if they can create good music. Cause like just an artist level, like that's it, what he want. That's what he want to yeah, do. But it's bad. It's bad. Yeah. Overall, when the outcome. So I like I said, I like I will with Slaughter like, or three quarters of the Slaughter. Uh, and of oh, course, that's Joe. the part I want to ask you about. Did you catch that? The yeah. one person missing. Yeah, I mean Joe. Don't, Joe retired. Joe <laughs> hasn't rapped. Since he started the pod five years. And that's why I was like gonna bring up you remember that first little part where he's talking about the greats really don't retire? Yeah, that's yeah. that's what yeah, him dropped. Yeah, he, he dropped that like so it's like, oh man, when that song came on, it's like and, and he, yeah, he, So you're not really one of the greats, you're not really one of the elites. That's kinda like how I felt like he was shooting. I don't know if that's what I came across to you, but like listen to that first song and then coming to that right there, I'm like he got at uh, Lord Jamar, you know, because Lord Jamar always mm-hmm. be on him about shit, and he got at Joe. But I think overall, his verses weren't even the ones I was looking forward to. I was just looking forward to Joe, Joel, Crook, and Royce, to be honest with you. Because you ain't heard from them in a Yeah, I ain't heard from them as far as on the track together. So they, they killed it. But man, overall, I'm cool on the album, man. I, I think. I will take those 10, 11 tracks, and those will be uh, some things that I open up with until Royce drops his album, which, in which I will forget about this entire album. So, final thoughts on it. Uh, M, on his last couple of albums, Relapse, uh, you had him just seeing if he can rhyme without, it seemed like he was seeing if he can rhyme without the drugs and stuff like that. That, that would kind of seem like, and, and wasn't really feeling it. Kamikaze, it seemed like he was catching up on that that time he was out and he was going back through all his like because the MGK stuff happened years before. Like he and then now he was just shooting a shot at him. So it seemed like he was kind of coming out of his little fog and catching up. This is him like now he's back in it. He's been writing. He's talking with people. He's focused. Uh, and he see his spot in the in the game where, where he's that elite level. and. Uh, when you're that elite, you got nothing to gain by going after, like, doing the beef. So I apply anybody who's still on that level and still will mention or go after beef because you make one miscalculation. You make somebody else's career and bring yours down. You Jordan right, right. it. You Jordan to the Wizards now. <laughs> yeah, you made one miscalculation. You, got, you put a flaw out there, you know? Uh, but he stood strong and all that. But he's saying right now, like, on this album, like he, he addressed it just barely. And I think that's how it's going to be for now on with him. Like he's not going to come out and just like try to kill you. Like he's going to make his music do what he need to do. And uh, I appreciate this more than I do that. Like, he drop a beef here and nine again. That's fine. But not making yeah. the whole album really, off anger. You this know, was a, this was a, a better effort out. Um, like I said, he makes a lot of songs. He probably has what a good, I don't know, 16 on here. Oh, that's that's a good number, and like I said, I like about ten out of sixteen. Uh, I I really like six of them strong. So the other the other few will have to grow. But overall, man, I'm not mad at at this album. Like I have my things he could do better, but um, for sure this will be discussed throughout the year as far as um one of the top albums of the year. I think it came out at the top of the year, so I don't know how it's much gonna it's gonna be. I don't know how it's gonna be at the end of the year, but. 
I'm happy that we got but this in January. I think a lot of going to drop this year, and that's going to be the difference. Like yeah. a lot of big heavyweights. Because we still got to, you know, Drake ain't dropped nothing in the week, uh, in a while. You got Nas, Kendrick. Nas has Kendrick. Cole. Uh, well, Cole may not drop, but. But, but this is solo. Yeah. He haven't dropped the solo since 18. You got Wayne. Like, I feel like guys. that's a big play. Him leaking all this music all of a sudden, just getting leaked out of Japan and all this little stuff. It's a play. He's just trying to get his name back relevant before he drops something. Right, in my right. opinion. So yeah, like that. Uh, yo, we gonna be right back with uh breaking down the the Aaron Hernandez doc. Y'all stay tuned. Yo, it's Prez with DSC underscore podcast. If you like what we've been doing, the topics we've been discussing, like, comment, subscribe, and keep listening so we keep your ass off the couch. So fellas, <coughs> Netflix. They drop these gems every now and again. Yeah, y'all check out the Aaron Hernandez documentary. Oh, yeah, I checked it out, man. Um, the second you uh, sent it to me, I was kind of thinking about trying it out. But when you were like pressuring me to watch, I was like, all right, I, I got to get on it. It must be good. Because I had made it to the end of that first episode. There's only three episodes. It's like three, three different parts. I ain't going to say episodes. It's three, little, three parts, uh, about an hour long, hour and a half, like each part. So let me start with, did you find, was there anything new information that you guys found out in this? Hell yes. So there was new information, but then after getting this information, some of that, what I thought was new information has been put into question. Mm-hmm. Which is? The gay lover. The gay lovers. <laughs> yeah. Multiple. Lover. Multiple. Well, there really wasn't. The one dude who said he was his quarterback, come to find out somebody else posted that that wasn't the quarterback in high school. It don't matter. So, Did they have a relationship or not? But, but how, Aaron Hernandez isn't here to speak for himself. So how do we know that's true? Yeah. Uh-huh. This kid could have got up there and said that he was gay, and there's nothing that you can do to thwart that to say that this man was gay. Nobody came and like backed him up and said the opposite neither, though. I mean, but the only people that knew about these, uh, I don't know, did his, did his uh, brother's book out him as being gay? His brother's book said he was assaulted. He was I mean, assaulted. his lawyer was right there. His lawyer, who was a gay man, like he, he backed that up too. How? That's what the lawyer did to back it up. I don't recall the lawyer backing up. I don't think he could out, out him. I don't I, think the I lawyer backed him up. I know they had a controversy whether they was going to bring out this information and then how it was going to get brought up. I don't, I don't know. But the lawyer know, who said, like, that's the way he kind of, like, downplayed it by him being that way. Like, he's like, this ain't the way to bring somebody out. Who knows? Um, God rest a man's soul. Man yeah, it was, in poor, it was in poor taste what? to me. I think it was in it poor was. taste the entire man, so, outing him about oh, being gay. Hey, I understand. What, what, you know, I'm going to just take it back for a second. Go ahead. To what you just said that oh god rest his soul man hey i ain't the one to judge i ain't the one that that's ain't my job but i ain't about to wish him nothing off the allegations that he uh left this world with yeah i mean he was a convicted murderer so let's let's get that out, <laughs> let's get that out the way first like so while he had some demons and you i mean we can go through through it step by step as far as the the cte does the cte no. part make you feel no Man, that was a big ass hole in his head. No, it don't make you feel any type no. of way about his erra- erratic behavior. No, no, no. That CTE uh, thing. No, I'm not. A, I'm not a drinker of the CTE Kool Aid. Come on, we Why had is that? we had Chris Benoit, the wrestler. Remember, he went out there and murdered his whole family because of it. all the little headbutts and stuff that he was doing. CTE before it was a thing. 
I know that's a different sport, but uh, on, we will make any excuse we want for somebody doing crazy shit. But anything that we can lie. Junior say out. Okay, so what happened to? Uh, and I'm not trying to be insensitive. So what the. And the airmen that killed themselves, we had more airmen kill themselves in the Air Force this year than ever any other year. How many of them got CTE? It's just a sickness, man. It's a sickness. And when you start looking at how many people have played football in the, their life. I think it has, a mul- has to do with a multitude of things. But what I'm saying is that if you look at how many people play football in their entire life or played in the NFL, we go over the notable people say, well, they killed themselves because of CTE. That's crap, man. Uh, when you kill yourself, first off, I've never killed myself. I never plan on killing myself. I don't want to kill myself. I think you're going down the wrong path. I ain't no. talking about him killing himself. I'm saying like no, but the irrational behavior that he had. associating the suicide to CTE. All these people that you're name labeling have killed themselves. And they're saying CTE is what leading these people to kill themselves. Junior, say and to I, that, you say prayers. I say, no, that's not what we're doing. We're saying they have irrational behavior. That eventually leads them into a, some, some type of paranoia where they actually like goes and do something completely irrational. We don't know where they was at at the time. They're doing something completely irrational out of character. Watch the, the, you did not watch the documentary, nor have you paid any attention to what they talk about with CTE. Prince. The whole thing, what he said, they killed themselves. It was the girl on the radio. CTE. It was him hearing that. They, they was about to out him as a, with as a gay suicide. Man. Yeah. Suicide is what they're saying. CTE is pushing these professional football players to suicide. That's why they kept bringing up Junior Seau. Because they don't know how to deal. They they saying like it is a problem that we need to address and we need to like, they are not getting the help that they need because everybody is in denial. It's not that they're killing themselves. It's because the help is not there. Once you start getting these people to help and realize that they're going to go through all these different emotions and stuff and actually letting them work on their mental, which, uh, Shout out to Marshawn Lynch. Gave a big, real good speech uh, past week ago on that. Uh, just take hey, care of them chickens. Take care of your chicken. Take care of your mental. What I'm saying is, what I got from it, what I'm looking at it, is they're tying CTE to suicide. Did you get into that? No. Uh, I got a little bit of both. Because uh, I didn't read into it being suicide. What I got... From it was the erratic behavior, and that can lead in extreme circumstances to suicide. So, um, so what I mean by that is, uh, look at the shit that has gone on in your life, your personal life, to where it could have fucked up somebody, uh, an average person without CTE. You add on CTE, you add on being raped, you add on, um, you know, they alluded to his father being a, a real. Uh, uh, well, they the did, they didn't figure. deny that he was a he beat his uh, wife. Right, right. They they alluded to his father so, being but yet, abusive. But they saying they lead all this stuff. But that's 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 in the normal. Just say I'm a, a normal kid with without CTE. I've gone through all of that in my that's life. Enough to fuck you up. That's enough to fuck you up. Oh, on and oh, and on top of that, I am gay, or I, I am bisexual, so to speak. I don't want people to know. These are a lot of. Things that are piling up on top of it. I don't think CTE is the end all be all, but I think everything when you tie all of those things together in his life or people like him who grow up in uh, disadvantaged, not disadvantaged backgrounds, but just complicated family structures, then you do have certain things to where CTE does play a factor. It's not the end all be all to me. And that isn't anything to absolve him of what he did. He's a murderer. I have no no love for what he did, you know, uh, rest in peace to Odin Lloyd and, you know, anybody else that was affected by um, his shit. But I still think that 
knowing about CTE and getting help for all of those triggers and these players. Like you just had a rookie just retire this past week. Uh, not a rookie. Um, Luke, Luke, Luke Keekly. Yeah. Luke Keekly just retired this week. And I think it's for that reason. You know how many concussions Luke was yeah. has been out the last few years? You know what I'm saying? To wake up and not know where you're at. That shit has to be scary. You know what I'm saying? I, I wake up and have bad heartburn and I'm, I feel like I'm having a heart attack. I've never had that shit before, you know, until the last two years. I know how that shit affects me. I could only imagine some shit like that, <laughs> not knowing where I'm at or, or, you know, fighting those type of demons. So, you know, guys like that are getting help now, but it's thanks in part to the Junior Seals and the Aaron Hernandez of the world and, and other players that have given their their brains to, you know, be operated, not operated on, but research as far as CTE. So it's just a factor. It's not absolving. That That's what I took from it. 100%. That's exactly where I'm going down. It's, it's not the end all, but it is something that could treat. I mean, you can't deny when they showed that man brain to a normal brain that something else was going on inside that dude's head. He had a hole probably like the size that, that of a quarter, big in know. his head. So you, I saw the brain. So what? What else do you? What else do you think about his? Uh, uh, the other dynamic that I thought was great—not great, but interesting—was how his old lady stuck by him through and through, through and through. Yeah, even, she, even she with was, the family issues. <coughs> yeah, she was on some little bow wow for real. <laughs> <laughs> I can. <laughs> she do look like little bow wow. Look just like him. <laughs> oh, look just like little bow wow. All right, anyways. Um. So with the CTE part of it, like I said, let me, let me, let me, let me, uh, okay. I'm not saying the CTE isn't real. I just feel like it is basically made out to be, um, this big, bad, scary monster. I think he had enough going on in his life to explain irrational behavior. Hold the mic up, son. I think he had enough going on in his life to explain irrational behavior. I think he had enough stuff that he was going, going on to explain the foolishness that he did. Aaron Hernandez did not come from, uh, a troubled, impoverished lifestyle. You grew up in Bristol, Connecticut. Um, both parents, but both you parents, know, but they, they, both, both parents, parents don't mean that everything good. Cause yeah. you could both parents yeah. be screwed up. You can just get double, double, double screwed with two parents. Sometimes speaking of, I'm gonna let you finish your point, but hit on the mom's relationship after the father died. Yeah. With the, uh, with the two cousins, husband. And so all that stuff plays a huge role in what's going on. Um, with the Odin Lloyd case, I felt like, I feel like there's more to that case than what came out. I do feel like he had a huge part of it. I, it's, as crazy as it sounds, I don't think his dumb ass pulled the trigger, but I think he was sitting there when they did. I just think, I just, I can't put, when I put the logic behind the, 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 the situation, here you are being who you are. You got two goons who hanging with you who usually in that situation, the goons do the dirty work. I think he was the dumbest criminal in the world that you went and hood, you hit him a mile away from your house. You he came was, back. He was dumb for a reason. Celebrated Let's on your home video. Ray Carew. Huh? Let's not forget oh, Ray yeah, Carew. Ray Carew's like, up there too. This yeah. is stuff that I mean, happened before. That, that, that should be the list. That should be our next list. <laughs> dumbest criminals of the day. But I, don't think, I don't even think he was dumb. I just think he was arrogant. <laughs> yeah. I just think he was arrogant from the time that he's been getting away with stuff since he uh, went down to play with Florida. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like he was getting away with things because he was one of the best players on the Gators. So I think he just kept getting away with things. And um, that kind of leads me to my next point. I know we, we spoke on the family, and we're going to get to that 
Um, actually, just get to the family part with the the mother and how and he so, was talking about how the mom, uh, you know, and to to get to what you were saying, how when the mom and dad separated, but then the mom started a relationship with the cousin's husband, and now they're together. And as a kid, you can't imagine just the just the, the father, dysfunction, how yeah, your, your father, father left, but then yeah. your, your uncle cousin brother law mm-hmm. them moves in. Just that whole dynamic for a child could be. Completely confused. He told he told her on those, those phone said, calls. Like, you hey, fucked like, my life up. You messed my life up. I feel like that's a cop out by him. I don't believe nobody messed your life up. You you got your life. You mm-hmm. got to make a decision. Some, some people are are more equipped to handle handle those handle drama than others. Yeah, I agree. Others, so. I feel like uh, the documentary was a was a good documentary because it kind of let let you into some things that you may or may not have known. It let you know just how silly of a criminal that it was. I do believe the other guy. Shot the people in the car. I don't think he just the wall, yeah. old old force with a guy. Yeah, uh, that was when they started breaking that down. That when they, the new lawyer started breaking down. When come was, on, man. Yeah, when they was crossing, and they should have hired that lawyer for the first case. By yeah. the way, he seemed like he was ridiculous. Oh yeah, yeah. well he but, got a uh, what's the what's the other case that he tried? I forget. Yeah, what they they name. talk about it in the documentary. I forget yeah. the name, but yeah, he got somebody else uh, famous. Oh, but um, I don't know if that makes him a good lawyer or a dirty lawyer. But. <clears throat> He's an effective lawyer. Effective lawyer. So, but the fact, like, we're gonna keep on that part. When Robert Kraft came up in there and he yeah. hit the stand and he told, "Hey, this dude was giving me an alibi, and I asked for an alibi." You knew he knew something more than what he actually was willing to say. Of course. And, and then that's when the defense came back and was like, "Well, he was there." Well, Robert Kraft said he wasn't there. So you're right, Chris. When we we talked about it briefly uh, before we got on the pod. Let's talk. Let's go down the line with the Patriots on Man. shady dealings. Uh, All this with, with these players, like you know, I, I don't want to say they're America's team because nobody does in that, but like. They get all this respect for being the top flight organization and all these different types of things, but they taking on some characters over the Dante years. Dante Stallworth after he done like had Murder the accident, somebody. yeah, had the accident and paid him, and then uh, they had a I can't remember the name, but it was remember it was a lineman. They had the steroid little deal where oh, he was in goodness. on helping them get the. Uh, stop steroids. He was helping distribute and then when it snitched and then like he got in stopping the steroid ring but ended up getting off still played for him. Cheating, deflated, uh, all the cheating, the deflated footballs, the no. uh, signs stealing. Like they get to, for me, man, that organization um, that the owner himself with his sexual escapades last summer. Yeah. Hold on, hold on, hold on. And then them, them finding the house for him so he can go do dirt. <laughs> Basically, they they had somebody on there like this is the person going to get you a house where you can go do your dirt. And then when you're over here, you're good. You got you got your goggles on. We about to go deep. Okay. They call it the Patriot way. Right. That's what they say the Patriots do. Yeah. But it really is the patriotic way because that's the way we do shit in this country. Foul and dirty. So the Patriot way is the Patriot way. We lie, cheat and steal. They get players who lie, cheat, and the organization steal. Mm-hmm. So it's a true definition of what they do. Yeah. Deflate gate, the owner with women, the players, Aaron Hernandez. You be- we lie, we cheat, we steal. They lie, they cheat, they steal. And we win. And they win. And as a country, America wins. <laughs> hey, man. It's a. Uh... <laughs> It's real. It's real because like, yo, they they don't get in trouble. <coughs> I mean, they get fined, they get a little slap on the wrist. The owner's a billionaire. Okay, I pay that. 
But he clearly said that the guy gave him an alibi before it was even was anything, like before they asked him any questions. So he knew that was wrong. He got on the stand and said that was wrong. So where was his moral compass to go ahead and just like, hey, did this guy? No, you still concerned with winning. You didn't care about those two people that was murdered and your player may have something to do with it. Oh, You're going to cover it up just so y'all can keep going to this on that Super Bowl. Oh, when he asked to be traded because he feared for his life and y'all was just like, no, we're not trading you. How do you care about your personnel? He yeah. said, hey, trade me because I hear in Connecticut. I'm not safe. And then they were just like, uh, I mean, move. Let's get you a new apartment. <laughs> <Let's> move. <laughs> I mean, you fear, you fear for your life. All right, well, move. Like, like that's going to solve... <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, you're Aaron like the Hernandez. guy can't find you. Yeah, I'm Aaron Hernandez. I, I could just move and I can't be, you know, found. You know what I mean? So it's just, it's a lot of stuff, man, that was going on that, I mean, it's just unfortunate hey, you all know, around. You know what was funny? When they cross-examined the black dude on the stand, he just, his whole story just fell apart. Terrible. Horrible. Terrible. Old Forrest Whitaker. Man, y'all know he can't tell everything up in the streets, man. He can't tell. Every, so he got to keep quiet. So it's easy to pick a hole. But he's already and, there. But he's already stitching. He already stitching. And I thought about that, too. I'm like, how are you supposed to be one of the roughest, toughest <laughs> homies in the street? You out here. I'm talking about first 48 snitching before they give you the cold soda. Yeah, I mean, that the street code went out as soon as he got yeah. up on that stand and said, I mean, I think he was just trying to take less time because he had so many other cases. Did you, like... Listen to the the amount of cases that he had pending well, that they, they uh they rattled off. So and you know you could tell he had a good little plea deal for yeah for he that. Had, yeah that plea that plea deal was well in play. That's why he was there. It's like you know what I ain't getting off on the all these charges, but you know what? I really don't rock with you, dog. So at the end of the day, if I can knock off a few years, <laughs> but I'm that telling. guy wasn't there for the Odin Lord. Mm. He was nowhere involved. True story. Yeah. Let me ask you this question though. This goes to show you how, as a country, and then maybe it's just me, when something's interesting, we care about it, and then as it fades away, you kind of forget about it. Oh, Yo, yeah. I completely forgot he hung himself and killed himself. Completely forgot all no, about it. No, I didn't forget that, because yeah, I, I knew, I remember the way he did it. It was like, it was kind of still going to be put the NFL or the Patriots on the line to pay his family so his family could get the money. I remember I that little portion. I completely forgot all about it until they said it. But so, I, for I think that now, they, they didn't talk about it. They never gave it gave out the money. I think they mentioned that that they still in court with the money, or did and they pay out? I don't know. No way the Patriots are, are are giving his family no money, knowing what they know about what what he did. Ain't no way they'll they'll fight that in court for years to come. But I mean, at the end of the day, how do y'all feel about just him making that move for his family as as in general? Like even knowing what he knows. What the limited amount that he knew, um, just knowing that, hey, if I, you know, if I kill myself, then my family can be. Well, I, I still couldn't kill myself. I may start a fight in jail to get myself killed. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what? I may, I may I, yeah, I may, I may fight somebody who I know keeps a shank. Um, I may just go piss off the wrong crew. I just can't. I, Hudrico loves him some Hudrico. We know, we know. I mean, the talent just can't take out the talent. I right. hate it. <laughs> Yo, I, I thought I, it was uh, it was noble. It's, as it's, weird, it's, yeah, as weird as it sounds, it was noble. It was noble, like you know that he was, knew that what he had did, like he wasn't gonna get off on all those. Like yeah. he was at where he was at, and to still give your family something or or attempt to like have them set off was. And then if he was gay and it was about to come out, I can imagine him trying to. Be like, okay, it's about to come out. My life's about to be ruined. But it was, it was a family. different time. I don't think that it was going to be that big of a deal. It was. Nah. Like, come on. We know plenty of other players that Ooh. 
the NFL. They always like right after they get out, they're, they're saying it. And, and But we pay it, like you said, it's, it's here one minute and it's gone and we don't care. When you're in. But he wasn't going to come back to the NFL. You're right, because he wasn't never getting out of jail. So, I mean, like, you know what I'm saying? Throughout, there was one player that we had no idea who he was that was throughout the documentary. He was kind of speaking to how he was gay the entire time he played, but he gained weight just so that he could be unattractive and all that stuff. Like, I mean, he was a nobody. So, for me, you know, I, but to, to hear his story and how he went through playing, you know, and being in a male dominated sport where it's all about machismo and, and stuff like that, I can understand where it would be difficult to come out. Oh, definitely. I can understand. He's that. not the first one. He's not going to be the last. I think uh, the old way of thinking is like to say it don't happen or it's not, it's not in the league. Now you're being naive oh, you and, and, and stupid. You it's, are. it's somebody that's Odell probably Beckham, out there man. like that. <laughs> Odell Beckham. <laughs> I'm not saying that. I'm oh, not yeah. accusing nobody. Uh, I'm just saying, like, whoever it is, like, it's, it's a different time. Maybe he listened to the party. You, you want to come on and tell us? Tell us you ain't? All I hope, though, that they don't do <laughs> it again. Odell. Odell. I just hope that they Talk don't. Talk to me, Odell. I just hope that they don't subject us to, like, on that draft again. What was the one dude for, uh, drafted by the Cowboys and. The ESPN oh, stayed way yeah. too long with him partying with his family that year. It's like, yeah, I, I understand. I get what you. He was like seventh round. I don't really care about this guy. Like, yeah, yeah, he didn't. He must end up playing in the league, and they spent way too much time on that story little portion. Yeah, because he was open with it. Like, all right, like at this point, like, is the player any good? First, that's that should be first. <laughs> is he worth being in the NFL? And then we can say yeah. like this other. Stuff. I mean, it, it's. Yeah, I'll end it with it because I often go back to the, you know, I don't always want to celebrate every time a black person does something because it should be the norm, but it isn't, unfortunately. Yeah. Like, in, and just in life in general. And then I also don't want to celebrate when the first gay person to do something like, all right, you gay, do your job. Like, I don't care no more. Like, I don't care if you're the first black person to do this. Like, it means something to me, but it shouldn't, it shouldn't in this day and age. Like, we're in 2020 yeah. uh, as far as just, you know, gays, yeah. You know, your, your heritage and all that stuff like that shouldn't be the first, but it is to be celebrated. And I understand. I understand ways. where they're coming from. I understand <laughs> where they're coming from as well. Um, nope. <laughs> You're a human being. You're achieving something. You achieved it. I'm happy that you achieved it. To me, you being gay doesn't make it more of an achievement. You achieved it. We want to be treated normal. We want to be treated equal. But yet we want to, uh, we want to identify when we do something. I think that's whack. When you're the first black pilot. Oh, no, you're a pilot. Congratulations. You achieved it. I think that's the, achieve, the, the, the great part. Now, being black, I think you've made yourself a role model for young black children out there to see that, hey, people my color and my shade can do this too. Being gay, okay, I don't think you need to say, oh, because I'm gay, that doesn't change it. You still made a great achievement. And when we go way out of bounds to make sure that we push the fact that you did this, it doesn't change the fact that you're a human being. It doesn't change the fact of what you did. The first gay football player, he can be gay as a $2 bill. You know how much work he had to put in? Being gay doesn't make the work any less. Now, it makes the ridicule and some of the, the barriers that he may have to go through and some of the, the, um, the scrutiny and those type things and the harassment he may have to put up with. Yes, of course, I understand that. Way to recover. Huh? I said, wait to yeah. recover because, boy. Well, you were going off on the you, you was <laughs> No, but what I'm saying is that I, I, I'm, I'm not oblivious to some of the things that they have to overcome. But I think when you make it about his sexuality, 
I think it deters from what you accomplished. And, and the same thing could be said for for being a a black man. Like you can even talk about just what we do day to day in our jobs. Like you know that you gotta work a little bit. You know that you work a lot harder than some of your peers who are who, who don't share the same hue as you. What the same melanin? Yeah, the the melanin. Uh, but you know. They get a little bit more shine from time to time, uh, or or you just feel that inherently. I mean, you know, whether it's true or not, whether yeah, it's true or not, yeah, you yeah, just yeah. feel like I gotta be so on point that it drive you insane sometimes. That you gotta be this good at what you do yeah. when but Joe Smoke can just walk in and, and, and do, this, do, do less and get the same less and get the same. But would you feel would you feel good if they said? So for the third quarter, the senior NCO of the quarter, and the first black senior NCO of the quarter is Ski Fred. No, I don't want to hear that. No, no. I just want to know. Listen, because to me, and this is once again, this is a personal opinion of Trevor Hudson. Thank you for saying when, that. When you have to put <laughs> that disclaimer on it, to me, you're trying to justify why you gave it to me. Don't, don't, don't asterisk my shit. Don't put something on there because when you say that, you're trying to. It's to me now. I'm becoming your puppet. Mm. I'm becoming. Oh, you're the first person to win this, and you're the first black person to do it. Like you're trying to justify it. Nah, dude, give it to me because I earned my shit. If you don't want to give it to me because I earned it, don't give it to me because I'm black. Exactly. Give it to me because I earned my shit. Because sometimes when we put this asterisk on it, for example, we have female coaches in the NFL now. If that young lady earned that shit, I don't need to know that she's the first female coach. She's a coach, but her coach. But I think it has to be highlighted. You know mm. what I mean? It has to be highlighted. Why does it have to be highlighted? When I see her, because barriers that. are broken, man. Like and the barriers are broken. I get it, but the barrier is broken. When I see her, do you think I don't know she's a female? That's you not think the she case. wants to walk around every time and be like, "Oh yeah, let me introduce you to Keith. He's our first female." But coach. when you're the first to do something truly, truly like the yes. first female head coach of an NFL organization, yep. that has to be okay highlighted. But when you're you know the I mean? first quarterback to win a documentary, get to get you an enemy for a documentary. You know, for your play throughout the season, thirty for thirty, that's an accomplishment. You need to be, you need to be recognized. This, this, this level, this level. What, what we're saying is, there's levels to the acknowledgement, right? I, I everything doesn't and I can, need to, and I can agree. With that. Everything doesn't but I need think to be. What an we do though, Cash, is that we have to put an acknowledgement and an asterisk on everything, because what happens is when you put an asterisk on everything, when something goes wrong, it can't be because of ability. People will always lean on what he only, for example, I'm just going to, fuck it, we're here now. Let's take Michael Sands, for example. He was the first gay dude. Homosexual. Homosexual who came out. He tried out for the NFL. He didn't make a team. Well, he made the team that he, he, he's no longer in the NFL. Now, there's going to be some people in the gay community who may say he's not on the team no more because people couldn't handle the fact that he was gay. Uh, what? He was trash. What? He wasn't a. He went to he the wasn't. Canadian league and they let him go too. He like he, really he was getting. Player. I understand that. Yeah. But what I'm saying, he is, wasn't focused or something. Because he was, he was, he was good in college. Because, I was like, I don't know if he lost his focus. Happened, but because when you put this label on him, he becomes an icon for this movement instead of being what you're there for, mm -hmm. the football player. He was good in college. It's a re nobody gets drafted in the NFL because yeah. it's, it's cute to do this. Watch this. No, no, it's something to be respected. If you get drafted, no matter where you get drafted, you like, get drafted. That's that's a like you said to, to sum it up. So we can beat this horse all the way into the ground. There are some things you're right that do need to be 
acknowledged. You needed to acknowledge that Barack Obama was the first black president. That needed to be acknowledged. But to me, once we acknowledge it, cool. Now let's move on. Dude's the president. I don't want to keep hearing it. He, it's, it's the first is the first that. The first is the first. All right. We, we yeah, get it. And we get it. You know what I'm saying? Because now it's become, it's it's, it's a, it's becomes a mockery. Right. It's time to do work. It's exactly. time to do work. So acknowledge it. Move on. And let's go on this person's merit while they're in that position. But when every time you say a person, we have to go back to the point to, by the way, he's the first black. Oh, by the way, she's the first. By the way, he's the first gay man. I, no, that's not right. Because that person, whether they're gay, straight, white, purple, green, Bye. man, woman, child, or beast. beast, they want it. They got it. They earned it. With that, I mean, I know we went off on the tangent there, and that's that fine. I mean, I like the passion. I like the passion. Y'all so the documentary. I oh, think yeah, we everybody should. Oh, yeah, about that, Mark You <laughs> did. You did. So the documentary I did think was uh was good. I I think the people who made it the same people making the murder. If I'm if I'm correct, like they they do some good entertaining documentaries. I would like to see more than that. Those type of series. Uh, unfortunately, uh, with the situation that caused it, like <laughs> I can do it seeing some less. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, they it was it was eye opening, a little bit more. Yeah, man. Well, shit, wrapping it up, man. Uh, without further ado, man, we thank y'all for your time, uh, for your your listening ears. Uh, before we tuning go, in. tuning in. Uh, if you on YouTube, because we all are on YouTube now. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, what else? Facebook. Don't sleep on the couch podcast or DSC underscore podcast. Uh, like, subscribe, comment on YouTube. Share. Share as well. Sharing is caring. Absolutely, absolutely. And it costs you nothing. Nothing, nothing. With a little bit of context, of course. A little word say. of mouth, too. Like, you can talk us up a little bit. Yeah. It yeah. goes a long way. You know what I'm saying? We making a whole lot of money in this thing, but it, I mean, to me, we need more. You know what I mean? I'm just fucking with y'all. We ain't making that. <laughs> <laughs> the hell is my dividends yeah, no, no but now nah, what i'm saying is we do this for the love so uh you know just just spread the word that's all we can ask you know what i mean and engage with us and we'll engage with you any last retakes fellas but we we let Press. i'm good i'm good eminem album was great i hear you hey um i got a big shout out next week uh on the 22nd young ben my oldest turning 16, man. 16. Damn, you old. Oh, yeah. Yo. I mean, I'm getting long in the tooth, man. Yeah. So proud of this kid, man. Really. Happy birthday, Ben. Uh, really big ups to you, man. Um, hope you have a wonderful day. Um, got a good things planned for us and look forward to seeing you soon. And um, I know we've been talking about the decision. Uh, I'm, I'm almost ready to film it. Uh, I got a plan because uh, my, my first plan schedules never work. But uh, yeah. big ups. Also, happy birthday to my man LJ. He's coming up too. So, so you yeah, dye your happy hair? Happy birthday to you, LJ, man. Huh? You dye your hair? No. Man, you got a 16 year old kid, ain't got no grades up there. Something oh, no. Hey, you you fooling people. Oh, no, no. You just ain't looked at the <laughs> top of the crown. They up there, bro. Oh, they up there. They up there. But look, man, y'all, thank y'all for tuning in. Hit us up Twitter, Instagram, all that good stuff. DSC underscore podcast. From my couch to yours, we out. Peace. Hey, this Cash from DSC underscore podcast. Yo, it's your man Rodrigo from the Don't Sleep on the Couch podcast. Hey, yo, it's your boy at Press. Oh, man, subscribe to us on YouTube, Don't Sleep on the Couch podcast, or DSC underscore podcast. Same thing for Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Anyways, man, but look, we thank y'all for tuning in from our couch to yours because we actually own the couch, man. Y'all have a good night. We out. We out. Peace.